0: Welcome to our fourth and final session of our series, What is the Christian Faith? Now, you might recall that we began this study asking a rather straightforward question about what Jude meant in Jude verse three, where he said, Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. Our question was, what is the faith? What is he talking about when he says the faith? It's clearly something that uh, does not change, right? It was once for all delivered. It's something that has been delivered to Christians. Christians have received it and Christians are to contend for it. But what exactly is it? What makes up the faith? Now that question led us several passages in the New Testament where the New Testament authors give us summaries of core doctrines that all Christians believe, and they point to those central doctrines of the faith. Again, the faith is not about believing but about what it is that we believe. So it's not talking about having faith, in other words, it's talking about what it is that we have faith in, what it is that we believe. And so we saw how the New Testament, again, points to, gives us these patterns or these summaries of core doctrines, central doctrines of the Christian faith, and then that from there, we looked at how some of the early Christians beyond the New Testament, Follow the example of the New Testament, and also sought to summarize what it is that Christians hold dear, what it is that Christians believe, what it is that makes up the faith. Now, in this fourth and final session, we're going to look at perhaps the oldest and best-known summary of the Christian faith outside of the Bible, and that is the confession or the creed known as the Apostles' Creed. Now, you might wonder why would we bother with something like the Apostles' Creed? Perhaps you grew up in a tradition that was suspicious of creeds or even uh, rejected creeds altogether, or perhaps uh, in that suspicion of creeds they were especially suspicious of older creeds. The older they were, the more suspicious they were. But I want you to think about the Apostles' Creed like this, right? Think about it like a stone, a rock that has been in a stream for hundreds and hundreds of years. And in those, over those hundreds and hundreds of years, it's been bounced around and bumped into other rocks and sand has been pushed by the water over this rock, over and over and over, until all of its rough edges and rough places have been smoothed out, and it is now a wonderfully, beautifully smooth stone. The Apostles' Creed, I think, is like that. The Apostles' Creed has been around for a long time. The Apostles' Creed has been not only confessed, but also considered and studied and examined by a lot of Christians over a long period of time. It's had time to have any rough places smoothed over. And it has become, or it is, I think, a very faithful, very helpful, very clear summary of the Christian faith. Now, even with that, uh, there are places where Christians might interpret the Apostles Creed differently, right? but just sort of on the surface or just reading the words, it highlights those truths that all Christians in all places, in all times um, confess, or at least almost all Christians. I, I hope all Christians, but well I'll say at least almost all Christians in all places, agree with and confess and believe so let's look briefly at the apostles creed and this could be a series on its own uh, going through the different parts of the apostles creed but i just want to touch on a few things briefly that i think are helpful for us to remember recognize and understand about the apostles creed because remember we said at the beginning one of the things we want to be able to do is to communicate clearly and briefly what it is that christians believe and one of the reasons why something like the apostles creed is so helpful is because it puts in just a few words almost all of the essential things that christians hold to right now there are things that maybe you think uh you know should be stated more fully or more clearly or added or whatever Right, but even when we look at passages in the Bible, there's there's no one passage in Scripture that captures everything we want to say about the Christian faith. Right, you might have a a passage from the Gospel of John that that highlights eternal life and the importance of faith, but then you've also got one from the Apostle Paul that highlights the the role of the cross in Jesus' death, and then you've got one over and it's putting it all together. Right, that that um, is 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 what we are seeking to do right and even the apostles creed is not going to include everything that we might think is important but it does hit almost all of the most essential truths or maybe even it does hit all of them perhaps without going into as much detail as we might like but hitting the most important places giving us again a clear concise summary of the Christian faith. So let's look at it together. I'm just going to read it and then I'm going to highlight a few things from the Creed. So here's what the Apostles Creed says. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose again from the dead." He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there, He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. So notice that it begins with God the Father, who is the creator of everything. And then it moves to Jesus, the Son. It calls him the Christ, the Messiah. It calls him our Lord, and also says he's the only begotten Son of God. It covers his uh, virgin birth, right—that he was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. It covers his suffering, his death, his resurrection, right? His, his death, his burial, his resurrection. It roots. the the story, the reality of Jesus in history because he suffered under Pontius Pilate, a man who ruled at a particular time, a particular point in history, in a particular place. It mentions his resurrection was on the third day. It talks about his ascent into heaven, so we know where he is now. Says that he's seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. That's where he is even now. And it mentions his return, right? He's gonna come from there to judge the living and the dead so it also mentions the final judgment it says we believe in the holy spirit so we have father son and holy spirit all three persons of the trinity it mentions the holy catholic church now that's one that that people stumble over um, because the way we use catholic today is different than the way um, that the word catholic was used uh, in the apostles creed most likely right so in the apostles creed catholic means universal right and that is what the word catholic means when we talk about the roman catholic church right the roman catholic church is not the same as the small c catholic church in the apostles creed right the roman catholic church is is a distinct church and those of us who are protestants would see it as as uh you know Uh, one church among many, right, among many denominations and and whatnot, um, and we don't see it as representing the whole church, though uh, others might see that differently, right, but that's not how we see it, and that's not what the Apostles' Creed means. The Apostles' Creed is not talking about the Roman Catholic Church. The Apostles' Creed is saying there's one church, right, just like Ephesians 4 says that there's, you know, there's one body, there's one Lord, one faith, One baptism one god and father of all there's one church there's one body of christ that's the holy catholic church that the apostles creed is talking about the communion of saints that is the fellowship of believers the forgiveness of sins right that's essential to our salvation having our sins forgiven the resurrection of the body which is part of the consummation of our salvation right that christ will return and our bodies will be raised from the dead and the life everlasting right eternal life So you've got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You've got salvation. You've got death, resurrection, ascension, session, return of Christ. You have the Trinity. You have the church. You have the gospel in here, right? Now you might say, well, it doesn't say anything about repenting and believing. It it doesn't, right? Um, But the basics are there, right? If somebody said, well, how do you get forgiveness of sins? Well, you repent and believe. Right? It's, it's, not a, it's not a full gospel presentation, it doesn't answer all of our questions or say everything that we believe, right? but it does hit, like many of the summaries we've been looking at, it does hit all the major doctrines of the Christian faith. And it's extremely helpful to be familiar with something like this, whether it's the Apostles' Creed or, or another summary extremely helpful to be familiar with something like this because if somebody says what is it that christians believe right we can we can get it off into all kinds of things that um there are all kinds of things that christians disagree about that we might want to talk about you know well we might we might get off into well you know baptists baptize believers and, and Presbyterians and Methodists and others, they they baptize infants and well somebody who's not a Christian they don't they don't want to get into those debates when they're asking what is the Christian faith? They just want to know what is this thing? what What is it that you all believe? What is it that you all hold in common? And to answer that question we need to go to these core doctrines. We believe in the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's the Maker of everything. We believe in one God, who's the Creator. We believe in His Son, His only begotten Son, who was born of a virgin, who lived a sinless life, who died, who rose on the third day, who's in heaven right now, and who's coming back one day. And it's going to be a, a, a day of judgment. There's going to be resurrection. There's going to be eternal life for those who believe in Him. Why? Don't we believe in the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit dwells in all believers, we become one body of Christ, we have fellowship with one another, we're waiting for his return, we want to be in his presence, we're we're looking forward to the resurrection of the dead. That's a really helpful, faithful summary that you can communicate to somebody who's not a Christian or not familiar with the faith or has been confused by all the divisions and debates and wants to know what is the heart of this thing? What is the essentials? What are the things that we should contend for? What are the things that we must hold together tightly? Those are the things you find in those New Testament summaries. Those are the things that uh, we find in those faithful summaries from early Christians. And those are the things we find here in the Apostles' Creed. These are the things, again, this is not, the Apostles' Creed is not perfect. It does not equal scripture. It doesn't have the same authority as scripture. But it is a helpful and faithful guide that's been rolled around in the stream, so to speak, for hundreds of years. It's had the smooth, the rough places smoothed out, and it can help us think clearly and speak briefly about what it is that we believe as Christians. I hope that's blessed you and helped you. Amen.